to thee, I will give thee the worth of it in money. And Naboth said to Ahab, the Lord give the inheritance of my fathers unto thee. So I title it today, You're Not Getting My Garden. You're not getting my garden. Oh, devil, you thought you were taking something from me, but you're not getting my garden. I'd like, I, I, you, know, there, you know, I get caught up. I was raised. It was okay in the, in the earlier day to say, ain't you may be seated. But I even take it another step further. I, I was using proper vernacular so that you all would think I had was educated. And I said, you're not getting my garden. But if I was to really mean something seriously, I would tell you, you ain't getting it. You just ain't getting my garden. You ain't getting my vineyard. I want to start by saying I do realize that ain't is not the proper vernacular for our day and age. It's controversial. It's a very controversial word. And I've heard a lot of people say that the word ain't is not in the dictionary. But I beg to differ with you. It is now. The word ain't is in the Merriam-Webster Advanced Dictionary and Theosis. The word ain't is described as a contraction for the words am not or are not. I choose this controversial word because of the matter of passion. If someone says you aren't going to do so and so, then that statement is simple, right? But you know what that person is trying to say? I'm going to say it like this. You ain't going to do so-and-so. Then you may, may that they are, you may believe here's what it becomes. It becomes that I am now passionate when I tell you, you ain't doing that. Right. Right. Uh-huh. You ain't doing that anymore. Uh-huh. We probably said that to our children. You ain't doing that no more. Right? Even when it wasn't in the Bible or in a dictionary. You just ain't doing that. You ain't going there. You're not doing it. You're just not doing it. You ain't. Just ain't. Well, you're not getting my garden. You're not getting my vineyard. You ain't getting my vineyard. I'm not letting you take my vineyard. Oh, but I'll buy it from you. I can give you more money than that vineyard's worth. The picture's being painted, right? I'll give you a vineyard much nicer than the vineyard you have. I, I even got enough money that even I'll give you, I'll give you that, that, that garden that you have, I can, it's not worth what's in my pocket right now. You willing to sell it? Uh, no, she said. But what if I gave you the money and the new vineyard? Still no. Thank God. You're not getting my garden or my vineyard. Amen. You know a person's being serious when, hey, you're just, you just ain't getting it. That's why I said that you ain't getting my garden because I am very passionate about what I am going to say this morning. I want you to help me. I pray that you will help me and follow along with me and minister with me. I want, I want you with as much passion as you can muster up to say, Devil, you ain't getting my garden.
The devil want your inheritance. He want to get up in your garden and stir it up, mess it up, stink it up. Amen. If he can get in your mind, he'll mess you up. When he gets in the garden of the mind, garden of the soul, garden of the spirit, he begin to mess everything up. Problem is, we begin to go, oh, well, well, I'll just sell out. He's offered me something better. It's got to be better than all this trials and tribulation that I'm going through in serving the Lord. Oh, you don't know about what, what went on to get where we are today. Yeah. Amen. There was, a, there was a lot of people that stayed the course that, 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 that would, would, would have prayer long prayer meetings and, and pray till the Holy Ghost fell and go out and go out into the streets and, and do a work in the kingdom of God till the power and the glory of God would fall in that community to where there were souls being saved, where churches were being raised up. There's a price paid to keep a vineyard. How many of you are going to help me preach this morning? I pray you help me preach. Amen. The devil tried to take my garden. Before I even realized the message that he was giving me was, I didn't realize that he had already started messing with my garden. Naboth had a vineyard, or in other words, he had a garden, but to Naboth, this wasn't just any old garden. This garden had been handed down from generation to generation for years and years. And now this garden was Naboth by inheritance. Let me tell you something. You've, you've been allowed to inherit the kingdom of God through the glory and through the power of the Holy Ghost uh, that if the good gospel news had never been spoken and never happened the death, burial, and resurrection none of us would have it. You see, but one day as King Ahab whom was very evil was a very evil king married, did anybody know who Ahab was married to? Jezebel. Everybody know about Jezebel. Jezebel, married to Jezebel, was looking out his window. He noticed the garden that Naboth had. And as he begins to conjure up a way, conjure, I think that's what witches do. They conjure up spirits, right? As he began to conjure up some way that he could take something from Naboth, he was trying to figure out, how can I buy it from you? What can I entice you with, with this so that you will give me your inheritance? What can I give you that would make you see this brighter and greater than the inheritance? Huh? What can I give you, Bishop, that would make you take your eyes off of the inheritance that the power of God has put in you to give up. And he begins to conjure this up. And so after he has rehearsed his plan, that's just the way the devil does. He says, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to drop this nugget over here. I'm going to drop this nugget over here. And at one point, somewhere along the way, he, it's going to get his attention. It's going to distract him. Going to get distracted off the things. You know, he offers Naboth a pretty fair deal, it sounds like. He says to Naboth, I'll give you a better garden. 
than what you already have now. And if it seemed good to you, I will even give you your garden. I'll give you your garden. And, and the worth in money as well. And Naboth, without even having a moment to think, he said, it's not for sale. I'm not giving you my garden. That's my garden. That's my inheritance. I wish I had some people who understood your inheritance. It's worth more than this world. It's worth more than your walk in this world. It's more than the car you drive. It's more. Your garden is greater. It's mightier than anything that this world can offer you. He said, it's not for sale. I want you to know there has been some neighbors in the house that will say, it's not for sale. Amen. Amen. I'm thankful there is some neighbors that says, devil, this is my vineyard. Devil, this is my inheritance. Devil, it might look good, but you can't have it. I've been blessed from the best, and you can't have what I got. That's why you're angry. Naboth had already made up his mind before he, before he had ever given an offer that his inheritance was not for sale. I don't care where you come from, you need to say my inheritance is not for sale. I don't care if you've been in church all your life and you have no, you feel like you have no testimony, you need to say my inheritance is not for sale. But if you've been in church all your life and saved, sanctified, filled with God's Holy Spirit, you need to be understand that is a tremendous testimony. Any day I would trade my testimony for that. That's what I, that's just how I feel. Today we have an inheritance. Romans 8, 16 through 17 said, The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if, the, if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. In the Amplified, it says it like this. The Spirit himself testifies and confirms together with our spirit, assuring us that we believers are children of God and if we are his children then we are his heirs also amen heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ sharing his spiritual blessings Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy 1 6 1 5 through 6 said when I call to remembrance I wish I had some people call to remembrance Sometimes we forget. I told the church, my wife said, you talk always, every time you go to this church, all you do is tell them about rocks. You tell them about rocks. About memorials. Well, you know what? There's, a, there's some of my memory sometimes lapses. God told the children of Israel, told Joshua, you take 12 stones out of the middle of that river and you put them up there so that you can, rem you can remind the children what I've done 
I've, I've written on my rocks because I know that only Jesus could bring forth a miracle that is brought forth in my life. So yes, I might look like a child with rocks in my office with writing all over them, but by, by the grace of God, he knows it's a memorial before him. And when this mind can't remember all the blessings, I'm going to walk back in my office and I'm going to sit down on the floor and I'm going to touch my memorials, my rocks, and I'm going to say, Jesus, I remember the day that you brought me out. I remember the day that you delivered me from I remember the day that you put my marriage back together. I remember the day you delivered me from alcohol. I remember the day you filled me with the Holy Ghost. I remember the day. I remember. I remember. Mine's not for sale. Come on now. When I call to remembrance, the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in your grandmother. I'm now paraphrasing now a little bit. Your grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice. And I am persuaded that in thee also. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God which is in you. put in a CD and get your praise on. He said to get down and begin to bring in the remembrance and stir up the gift that's in you. Stir up the glory. Stir up the power. Remember the prayer answers, the prayers that have been answered. Remember the healings that I've given. Remember when there was no money in your bank account. Remember when you were stroking checks and there was no money to cover them. But God supplied a need, not a want, but a need. Remember when you went to the doctor and the doctor said, I'm sorry. I have no hope for you. But all of a sudden, God stepped into the mighty miracle working business and touched your body, raised you up off that bed. Some of you shouldn't even be here today. Some of you shouldn't even be alive. But God. But God. Put yourself in remembrance. Watch what the New Living Translation says. I remember your genuine faith, Grandma. You got the NLT up there? Go. Praise God. I remember your genuine faith, Grandma. Is it all right if I call you grandma? For you share the faith that first filled your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice. I remember your faith. I thank God for men and women that stay the course, no matter what. No matter what, they keep going to stay in the course. They get up every Sunday morning and show up to the house of God. They come praying for their children. They come expecting God to heal. 
Paul said, Tim boy, I have inherited something. And your grandmother had it, your mother had it, and now you've got it. But I want you to remember something just because you got it now doesn't mean that you can't lose it. I watch a many a folk. Watch a many a folk. They dress it all up. It look good. It smell right. It speaks right. But where are they? They think they can continue to walk in the flesh. None of us are going to be able to walk in the flesh. I can't walk in the flesh. I will fail you as a shepherd. I can't be committed to you, and you will never be committed to the Word of God if I don't have a relationship with my Jesus. Great men and women falling away from God, stepped out into false doctrine, knew better, had a relationship, had an inheritance, had a remembrance, remembered their grandmother, remembered their mother. I preach to the church. You don't belong here. You can say thank you for preaching. So I'm preaching to the church. You profess to have Christ in your life. Put in a remembrance some things God's done. Maybe you've only been a babe for two or three months. Don't forget what God's done for you, brother. There have been good things happening. Don't you give up on what God's going to do. Hey, let me tell you something. Though you haven't seen that child come to the house of God. I've come to tell you that this old prodigal child came back because of the effectual, fervent prayers of the righteous in the house of God. Because they kept praying for my stinking self. But Jesus came into the midst of my life and brought me out. I don't deserve it, but Jesus... I'm not selling my garden. You can bring money. You can bring whatever. That speaks good. I was going to talk about being up high with all the high fluting people, but we just won't do that. We just say whatever. My inheritance is not based on your walk. My inheritance isn't based on your praise. My inheritance is real. What God gave me, you can't take it away. What God gave me, the devil can't take it away. The only way I can let it be taken away is to forget where God brought me from and not pray again and not read the word of God. The Bible says you must worship him in what? Thank God I'm in a holiness church, a church that knows truth. You can't walk in the word only. Walking, see, I have, we've been with walking Bibles. With no spirit. Storms come. They can't make it. 
because they have no spirit. And I don't condemn nobody. I'm not condemning. I'm just telling you, don't get, don't get yourself twisted up into mess. <laughs> don't get twisted up. Knowledge is good. Study to show thyself is approved. That's good. But don't get caught up just in studying and never have no spiritual move of God in your life. You will not make it into the kingdom of God. You're going to have to walk in the flesh, the spirit, and the word. But you've got to worship him in spirit and in truth. You've got to come to a place where you say, devil, this is my garden. You're not getting my garden. Uh, I pray you would turn to your neighbor and say, stir it up. Stir it up. The devil's after your inheritance. But I believe that we've made up our mind. He's not getting my inheritance. Naboth made it known. You ain't getting my garden. You're not getting it. Watch Ruth. Ruth was Boaz's inheritance. Mm. Ruth was Boaz's inheritance. When Boaz was given the opportunity to take Ruth to be his wife, the Bible says in order to confirm his purchase of his inheritance, which was Ruth, he took off his shoe and gave it to his neighbor. I guess you'd be my neighbor. Don't let me throw it down there. I'll be your neighbor. You'd be my neighbor. I'll even hold it. All right, thank you. Neighbor. Amen. Boaz didn't care what he had to give up in order to claim his inheritance. You haven't heard me. Do you know what it's like to walk around with one shoe? Now walk out into the gravel. One foot's going to be fine. You're going to be doing one of these numbers. I will anyway. I'm tender footed. But the bottom line is, he was committed. Take my shoe. I want my inheritance. He said, I'll give anything. So here's my shoe. Could it be that this is the same kind of transaction that place that took place outside of Jericho between Joshua and God in the book of Joshua chapter 5? Chapter 5, 15 says this. And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, loose your shoe. Loose your shoe. <laughs> Loose your shoe <laughs> from off thy foot. And for the peak, the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so as. Sometimes you just gotta let go of some stuff to show your commitment. Show your faith to God. Show your commitment to the Lord. The Bible says that an angel came to Joshua and said, take off your shoes. You're standing on holy ground. What was happening was God was saying, Joshua, I want to give you this. Joshua was saying, you want to give me it? The Lord was saying, I want to give you healing. I want to give you healing. I want to give you deliverance. But I require something. I'm going to require something from you. If you're really committed and you really want to God, 
Oh, I'm walking on my pants, but I'm getting sick of that. If you really want what I have for you, it's going to cost you something. It may be something very close to you, very dear to you. As much as shoes are, it may be that it's something that's going to make you uncomfortable. going to cost you something to walk with me if you want if you want what I've got for you you're going to have to give something up you got to get rid of something I'm not telling you to throw it away but I'm telling you you're going to have to give me something you're going to have to let go of some things your faith has to be in me and not in you your faith has and your your commitment has to be in me and not this world and not the things of this world. Amen. My faith, your faith can't be in your husband or your wife. My faith is not in my wife. She is my helpmate. But any day she could fail and walk away from God. And her faith is not in me. Because any day I could fail her and walk away from God. But God, I done committed my shoes. So that ain't happening. I'm committed all the way. I'm not going back. I'm moving forward. I'm not looking back. I'm looking forward to where Jesus has taken me. I want, I want what God has promised us. I want Jericho. But you're going to have to give your shoe to prove that you want Jericho. So Joshua said, that is what I've been praying for. And, and he began to yank off his sandals and he, as, as quick as he could. His attitude was, God, if you'll give me my inheritance, then I'll give you my shoes off my feet. Think of that. Brother Chauncey got, I guess, worried when I said that if the Lord took away my house, took away my car, took away my I don't know what else I said what else I said everything he was wondering where I was going I said I'm going where God sends me because he's not going to take it away unless he's sending me somewhere huh? you know he's just not going to go oh yeah Pastor Allen or Allen however he would address me he's going he's just not going to say whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. now he could and I'd still be okay with that. But what I believe in my heart that when he takes away the house, takes away the cars, he's already got a, a, a destination for me. And because he knows my heart, he knows that I'm ready where, whenever he drops the, I'm gone. For him, not for man. I'm going for him. I don't say that to cause Bishop any stresses or to cause the church any stresses, but I have come to tell you that whatever I am, that God owns my shoes. He owns my house. He owns my camper. He owns my trucks. He, he, my truck. He owns my cars. He owns the roof over my head. He even owns my clothes that I'm wearing today. These are only loaners to me. Amen. And I must take care of them because he gave them to me. Amen. It talks about being good steward. Take care of what you got. Take care of your garden. Take care of the body. Take care of the temple. That's where Jesus dwells. 
You got to tend the garden. Let me tell you something. I just planted some pretty flowers for my wife last night after being shot by a friend <laughs> in paintball. Thank God it was paintball. Yes, thank God. I get home, I'm on my way home from paintballing. And the Lord just said, you know, there is a garden that you had last year that was a beautiful vegetable garden that doesn't have nothing in it, that has nothing but weeds. He said, I want that garden cleaned up, and I want you to get some pretty flowers, and I want you to put them flowers in there for your wife. I just left Brother Babel. I don't even know how, but we both had, he went with us out on the paintball course. Stopped at Chick-fil-A just to get a little, just to get a little nourishment, man. I, I about right pass out there in all that heat, you know, 56 years old, running around like a kid. Whew. And I had all to protect, no, never mind. So I go, I, I, Brother Bavell and I leave, I go pick out these pretty flowers. I go home. She's cooking. I said, hey, how long till dinner? She said, oh, you got a little bit of time. I said, okay, I got some things I need to do. So I'll go out there and I start working. This thing had vines. It had weeds. It had some kind of vine that had thorns in it. And I did not know. I found out by grabbing it. Let me tell you something. That's the same way with your spiritual walk with God. If you don't maintain that garden and you don't take care of that garden, stuff will grow up in that garden. The devil just let the devil will just let stuff grow up and, and it will it overtook it was stuff was growing up the side of my house. I'd never had anything grow up the side of my house. And it was wrapping itself, this vine was wrapping itself around a gas line. And it had started climbing up. Let me tell you something, the devil will do the very same thing in your walk with God. Dave, Brother McCauley, come here, please. Dave, come here. I don't mean to call him Dave. Brother McCauley, wrap me up so I can't get loose. That's what the devil will do. You know, now, now I can't hardly, I can't get my praise up, I can't get my worship up. He's got me captivated. I, I'm, even having a, I'm even having a little bit of problems trying to move, right? I, I only have a small amount, and now he's tightening up, so I only get left. You know, the devil will take and try to destroy your walk with God. He will bind you up that when you come into the house of God, your garden is needing to be fixed. It's needing to be, okay. It needs to be man, uh, taken care of, manicured. You need to invite the Lord in. Lord, search my garden. Search my soul. Search my mind that I might be worthy to come before you. Thank you, Bishop. I, I like that. You're the man. His attitude was, God, I'll give you, I'll give it to you. Because I want my inheritance. Whatever it takes, I've got to obtain my inheritance. Whatever it takes. Listen. Whatever it takes, I've got to obtain my inheritance. Whatever I 
give up, I'll give up. My running... Did you hear that? My running? I'll give up. How do you know you're running from God? This is a... You want to help me? That way nobody can get mad at me. How do you know when you're running from God? You don't go to church? What else? You don't pray? You don't read the Bible? You leave out when altar call? Go ahead. What'd you say? No prayer? What? The season of sin? You fail to do what you're asked to do? Okay. Start hanging out with unbelievers? Amen. Go ahead, young man. What you got? You got one for me? No? Okay. You complain a lot. You find fault. Become that finger pointer. Look at so-and-so. Oh, my time is up. Lord, let's see. That went fast, didn't it? Okay. I'm going to get myself back real quick, okay, because this is important. When you're running from God, you got to give up your running. you got to give up your time. I still believe in family time. I'm not, understand I'm 100% for family. I would never tell you to do anything that would affect your marriage, your wife, your children, your home. Give up your pride and give up your money. I want my garden. Gardens are full of growth. Gardens are full of life. If you don't have those two things in your garden, then you don't have a garden at all. In the Garden of Eden, God spoke man into existence. God gave man everything that he needed inside the garden. But guess what? We messed up. We even messed up. God all had already begun the second. After messing up, after we messed up, God was already preparing the second chance. And this second chance would also take place in a garden. But it wasn't the Garden of Eden. It was the Garden of Gethsemane. In the beginning, in the Garden of Eden, it was the beginning of fleshly life. But in the Garden of Gethsemane, it was the beginning of eternal life. There is life in the Garden. Amen. It was in the Garden that Jesus prayed, Not my will, but thy will be done. Amen. Sometime. It may not fit. <laughs> Have you ever taken the little... I still got them because I got grands where you learn to put the square in the square and the circle in the circle hole, right? The star in the star. When, when, when they don't understand the shapes and how and what those shapes fit in, they try to shove those shapes in any opening they can fit it in. You just can't shove just anything you're doing into your garden. It was there that the final decision was made. And Jesus said, I'm really going to do this thing. I'm going to bring my people salvation. And it was then 
that there was eternal life and eternal life was born. And what was birthed in the garden on the faithful day now belongs to all of us who have received the inheritance of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But Satan steals and tries to steal your inheritance every time you turn around he wants to take the garden experience out of your life the garden of Gethsemane was the place where Jesus would retire and pray the garden is the place the, the prayer closet amen today you have somewhere that you go you have somewhere I pray you do when you're praying I pray you have a place to go Maybe it's a place at home, maybe by your bed, maybe it's by the altar at church, but everyone should have a place to pray when you're in trouble, and you shouldn't pray only when you're in trouble. And it's in the garden that the seeds of prayer are planted. Amen. It is there, your garden, that things are birthed in your prayers and, and victories are won. That it is there where you receive your inheritance and keep filling your inheritance and taking care of your inheritance. And the devil wants to steal it from you day in and day out. Naboth's garden was located in the valley of Jezreel, and Jezreel was a very well known and was very well known for the fountain that was there. The, this fountain was powered by two very strong springs uh, that came from came together there in Jezreel. The Bible dictionary says that the water here was excellent and that the pool was formed by the fountains and it was full of fish. So somewhere in Naboth's vineyard, there was a wonderful fountain. Maybe that's where, why Naboth didn't want to give up his garden. It was because of the fountain. You know, the Bible says that when the Spirit of the Lord comes in, it comes out like living water. I don't want to give up my living water. I'm not giving up nothing for anybody. I want you to know somewhere in the midst of your garden there is a fountain. And Jesus said, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Some of us here today are thirsty. I pray you are. We're thirsty, we're thirsty for a move of the power of God in our lives. And we want to experience that power. But, but you've got to get thirsty. You've got to get to the place you're wanting it bad. Jesus said, if, if there thir any thirst, let them come unto me, and I'll give them something to drink. The first thing we've got to do is we've got to get to where the fountain is. Amen. Some of you say, Pastor Reynolds, I've, I've looked for it, but I just can't seem to find it. All I seem to find is old, dry, dusty ground. There's not a fountain in sight. My answer to you is it's time for you to break out of the spiritual break out the spiritual shovel and dig until you make your own fountain. Some of us have tried to get into the kingdom of God through our moms and dads. I couldn't get into the kingdom of God on my mom and dad's merit. I had to get my own experience. Mom and dad, what I encourage you to do is pray like you've never prayed before for your child. But know this, continue to pray because they're coming back to the house of God. They're coming back. They don't understand it. They don't know that they're coming back, but they're coming back. Because there's a day coming 
that this world is going to be shaken. And they're going to remember. They're going to remember what they were raised in. They're going to see things happening that they remember Sunday school talking about. They're going to they're going to they're going to see things happening in this world that prophecy has brought forth out of the word of God. And they're going to come running to the house of God. Is there somebody in here that is willing to break up the fallow ground? The God Flood us with power and your presence. Jezreel was a valley. A lot of times we look at valleys in our lives as places where nobody wants to be. Right. Right. On the mountaintop. But take a look at what happens in this particular valley. This valley was the place where Israel, a lot of their most important battles. Listen, I, I, I don't know if I want to continue to go or if I want to. I'm going to stop right here. If you'll stand. Let me tell you something. I'm done. Almost done. If you read further in 2 Kings 21 and you read on down, you find that Jezebel sent a letter to have Naboth killed. Made him to, said, let's call a fast. And when he does not fast, because we called it, I want two people to go down and accuse him, be an accuser of a brother. Accuser. Just an accuser. Huh? Be an accuser. If he doesn't be if he's not obedient, I want his life taken. They kill Naboth. The Lord speaks to Elisha. It's Elisha, Elijah. Elijah. He said, I want you to go down and tell, tell Ahab because he's taken Naboth's life. It's now time for his life to be taken. He shows up in Ahab and says, Ahab, you took a man's life for something that he had inherited something very important to him you took his life now today your life is being taken because of that let me tell you something people don't understand their actions and their ways you can't do nothing in the dark and it not be seen though I may not be able to defend myself my Lord will defend me. The Bible says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. He didn't say, Alan, get vengeance. He said, vengeance is mine. You know what I want people to do? I want people to ask for forgiveness daily. Daily, we need to seek God for forgiveness. Because there are things that we do, we have are affecting somebody's inheritance. That they're affecting somebody's garden walk. And we have got to get to a place uh, in our mind that we are not playing gardeners, that we are focused on the inheritance that has been given to us and that we are sold out because Jesus is going to send someone to warn you if you're not taking care of your garden. Take care of your garden. Don't let the devil get your garden. Every head bowed. As our, 
as we worship. I don't know where you are. Maybe everybody's fine. Maybe your vineyard is perfect. Maybe it's been trimmed. There's no new growth. You know, I mean, the, the new growth has been shaped up. The grass has been cut. The vines, the, 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 the uh, grape vines are perfect. They've been trimmed. I don't know where you are in your walk with God today. But I know that Ahab was trying to take me out emotionally and spiritually today. Little bit that I know that the reason this message was given to me was really, maybe it's not for any of you, maybe it was strictly for me. Maybe it was just for me. But I had some people that could tell my inheritance was being challenged and being tested. Thank God for, for a church that believes in the Holy Ghost and the operation of giftings because if it had just been a church that you come and you just go through the motions and then the preacher gets up and preaches, I would have preached to you a dead message because I would have been dead in myself. But because God spoke to some of the people in the house of God that saw the countenance of my face, that saw the countenance of my whatever, the Holy Ghost just sees it. I didn't come into prayer. I didn't come to prayer. I didn't come into the prayer for worship. I, I need to stay in that office. Didn't want to hurt no one. Didn't want to say nothing that would hurt anybody. But the Holy Ghost came into that room. Men and women began to pray for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't have to tell him to put his hand on my head. Begin to put the hand, put his hands on both sides of my head. Because I was in a battle in my mind. Holy Ghost. Finding spiritual attacks. My vineyard was under attack. And the devil wanted my vineyard. The devil was trying to take what the Lord had given me. My inheritance. Begin to pray hands all over me. I don't even know whose hands were on me, but the hands were all over me. Hands on my head, hands on my, my cheeks. And finally I grabbed the hands. I know it was Brother McNeil that had my ears. I put his hands on my eyes. Because there are some things that I had seen in the natural that I needed the, the Lord to remove because that was what was trying to destroy my vineyard. I began to pray, God, the vision and, the, and what I had seen, God, remove it. Let me be delivered from the yoke that has been placed up around my neck. So whether I preach this message for you, maybe you've never had your vineyard ever being attacked. Maybe you've never had the devil want your vineyard. 
I come to tell you today that it's real. He will distract you with distractions that have nothing to do with your vineyard. He will offer you things that have nothing to do with your salvation and your walk with God. I open the altar. If you have, you just want God to, if you just, maybe you just want to say, Lord, if my vineyard is under attack and I don't even know it, then God, I, I want, check my vineyard out. Check it. it is, is the branch okay? Is it producing? Is there still faith in it? Is there still commitment? Some of you have had an experience, but you haven't had an experience in a long time. Your vineyard is, your vineyard is starting to wither. You haven't fertilized it. You haven't even, you haven't even been back in the presence of God like you need to be. It's been a while. You've been looking at the circumstances. Just like your pastor was looking at circumstances. And it was affecting my vineyard. And I've come to tell you, the God of your vineyard is here. He's come to trim it up. He's come to restore it. He's come to pull every dead vine out of it that's trying to choke it out. You gotta give a shoe, give a shoe to him. You gotta give a wife, give a wife up. Give your wife to him. You gotta give a husband to him. Give your husband to him. You gotta give a child to him, then give your child to him. That child didn't belong to me. God loaned me my child or children. All my children have been loaned to me. I gave them back to the Lord. I would have never had him if he had never given them to me. Understand everything that you have is a blessing. And the inheritance that you have is more, more of a blessing than anything on this earth that you could ever have. Touch my garden, Lord. Touch my garden, Lord. Touch my garden. 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 Open the floodgates of Touch my garden, Lord. Touch my garden. Restore my garden. Open the floodgates of I don't want to. I don't want to give up my garden, Lord. I don't want to give up my inheritance, Lord. I've come too far. Come too far to give up my inheritance. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain in my garden, Lord God. Let the Holy Ghost rain in my garden, Lord. 
I'm not giving my garden up. Not giving my inheritance up. Satan, you can't have it. Satan, you can take my life, but you can't have my inheritance. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. Let it rain. Let it rain, Lord. Let it rain, Lord. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. I'm going to tell you something. That healing might be waiting on your garden. That healing may be waiting on what God is doing in your garden. Maybe the deliverance. Maybe deliverance is waiting on what you're doing with your garden. When was the last time you invited the Lord into your garden? Open the floodgates of heaven. God, I need you, Lord. Let it rain, Lord. Let it rain. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of up the floodgates. Rain. rain on me, Lord. Let it rain. rain on me. Rain on my mind. Rain on my soul, you Lord Jesus. You feel the rain. Do you, Do you feel the rain? Can you feel the rain? Feel Do the power of God. Rain? Can you feel the presence? Can you feel Have you the felt rain? the presence of God? Can you feel the rain? Do you feel the rain? Do you feel the rain? It's raining. It's raining. It's raining. It's raining. It's raining. It's raining. It's raining.
That's it. 